We learned the Nefesh HaChaim last week, the beginning of Sharadalit. And we saw that the Nefesh HaChaim talks about historically different stages in Klai Yisrael where they learned in different ways. And he talks about originally the yeshivas where they learned Torah the correct way and they brought to a tremendous Abbas Torah and tremendous Yerushimayim. And then afterwards, the mistake which took root in certain places and where he says people were interested only in people and it wasn't the right way to learn and caused the lack of Yerushimayim too. And then the third stage when Svarim were written to increase and encourage a person's Yerushimayim and then the focus of our people learned became only, folk, only on Svarim of Yira and Musa to the extent where he writes that to a place that didn't even have a full set of shas because no one was interested in learning Gemara. And as we ended last year, there's two different issues in Nefesh HaChaim has. The one is with the result of what learning the wrong way and the other one is with the hashkafa of what the learning is meant to be. And if we're going to talk about both. The one being, what's the, the outcome of an incorrect approach to learning? And number two, what's the underlying Hashkafa problem that there is with uh, the way other people learn? So let's first talk about the Derecha Pilpul. Now, even though we have other writings of the Achronim at the same time who also decry the problems of learning, which was called the Derecha Pilpul, we don't have an accurate description of exactly what the Seder Alimud was. But we know that it was focused on uh, developing one's ability to think, honing one's uh, analytical skills, constructing arguments for and against, building connections, finding reasons to, dis- to differentiate between two things. But the underlying point was, it wasn't, at least what the depicted as being, it wasn't something which was focused on trying to understand what's the real pshat, or what's the real outcome of the Gemara. It was more a flat of, uh, into an abstract world of theoretical reasoning. Now, the Nefesh himself talks about why it wasn't the right word to learn. If I may make the observation that there's something similar we find today. Maybe not the pilpul which once was, but something similar. And we don't have to look further than some of the yeshivas today to see a similar idea to the same kind of problem. And that is, there are those places where pride them, which pride themselves that over the course of a full month, four or five months, they manage only to learn three or four daf of Gemara. And the reason being, because they're discussing and analyzing and debating and uh, exploring different options on every single word, on every single line. Now, I'm not against learning Be'er. I'll say that clearly at the beginning. But what one would expect is that a, a yeshiva which focuses months on learning a certain very defined part of a Gemara, a few daf. So the result should be that they should come out of learning a whole man with those dafim extremely clear. They should come out knowing those dafim well enough to write a safer on them. They can write every opinion and every side of the, of the discussion of the Rishonim and Nachronim. And they should be able to record all the questions and all the answers. 
and all the chidushim they came to. It's not a small amount of time. A person who's, so to speak, willing to sacrifice such a big chunk of time to learn something, so the expectation is, they should be proficient completely in it. And yet, and this is the point, if that would be the case, the people would learn Be'iun, but know what they learned, and remember what they learned, and become experts in the topic which they have spent so much time and energy learning, they would be okay. But the result we see is not like that. The result is that people don't remember what they learned. I can only talk from personal experience. I remember talking to a friend of mine who was a gifted Talmud, a good Bacha. And he was in a certain yeshiva. And we were discussing what we had learned at the end of his man. So he said in his yeshiva they had learned four daft that's man. So I said to him, and I was impressed. I said, wow, you must know these daft so well. And he said, actually not. And then he said something which amazed me. And he said, really, I hope that by the next time we get to learning this same Masechta again, I'll have forgotten everything we learned this time around. Why? Because in that way, I'll be able to approach the Gemara again with a, with a clean head, with an open slate, so to speak, with no preconceptions and no, uh, so to speak, certain ways of thinking which I had remember from before. I was shocked. So I told him, I don't think you're learning Torah. There's no idea of learning Torah to forget everything so that when we learn it again, we can start fresh. But if a person has that mindset that I'm learning in order to refine my learning skills, so then it's not about what I know at the end of the day or how much I remember or how much I clarified even. It's more a question of how much I was able to discuss and debate and rationalize and think of new ideas. Maybe that was a Derech people, I don't know. But it's definitely not a Derech which brings people to know the Torah. I'll give you another story. I remember when I began the Halacha Chabur in the mirror, and I stated I was to learn the Sugis, and then Sidush Chalach, and come out with the Halacha. And again, there was a very good young man in the mirror. He was debating joining the Chabur, but when he heard the way I wanted to learn, he left the Chabur. He told me, if you're becoming a Rav, you can't be a Lantern. Why not? I'm quote. He said, because a Rav tries to get everything clear. So he knows what's the, what's Allah. He said, by Alam, then it's exactly the opposite. Nothing is clear. You want to debate everything and everything. We could say this way, we could say it that way. It could be looked at like this, it could be looked at like that. And once again, uh, that's not the way to learn. I said, if that's okay, I'm happy not to be Alam. If being a London means that you understand things better, you can understand them more clearly, but at the end of the day I know something, then it's worthwhile. But if the point of being a London is only to confuse myself, and that is nothing's clear to me, because anything could be argued in any direction. And therefore I come at every sugya confused, with nothing concrete, with nothing right or wrong, with every, every option's open, nothing uh, has been decided. So then it's not just a question of do people remember what they've learned or forget. The truth is they never really knew anything. There was never a time when they're actually clear on something which is a question of remembering or forgetting. But it's an exercise of making everything unclear. And making everything something which a person could be like this and it could be like that. And maybe it's like this and maybe it's like that. And therefore, what am I coming out with? 
Everything is unclear. Everything is a question mark. And I'm just going to parrot the words of the Nefesh Achayim. What's going to happen to the Torah? What's going to happen to the Torah if no one knows anything? If the amount that a person finishes after one's month is four daf of Gemara, and that's spending five months learning, and those four daf, he doesn't really know anything because everything is a possibility, and he doesn't remember it because there was nothing in the first place he, he actually knew to remember. So then, Torah Matahayala, what's going to happen? Who's going to know the Torah? And one sees the results of this. Because, as I heard from Michael Levkovitz, he used to say always, that it says, The Torah makes a person happy. And he says, if we see people learning Torah, and we don't see that they're happy, they're learning wrong. Because the Torah learned right makes a person happy. And if I had to venture, from years of being involved in Yeshiva, the primary reason why people don't feel Con, con, so to speak, content with the learning. They don't feel pride in the learning. Is because they come out feeling we don't know anything. We've spent months going to share. We spent days going over sugis. And if someone would ask me, so what's the story? What do you know? And the answer is nothing. Nothing. We argued different stories. We decided different possibilities. And therefore, and what came out of it? And what do we remember? Nothing. And then learning becomes an embarrassment. I spent a whole year learning. I don't know anything for it. I'm saying the same thing as before. That means we're learning wrong. We're usually learning wrong. The point of learning isn't to confuse ourselves. And the point of learning isn't to come out not knowing anything and definitely not that we should come out forgetting everything. So what have we gained? The point of learning is it is a terror. And I'm saying this again when I said before. I'm not against learning bi'ion. But learning bi'ion means I come out knowing what I learned bi'ion. So I've learned four different approaches to a certain sugya. And I can say that there are three different ways to explain our concept of a Or well, there are a number of ways to answer the Gemara's question. Or well, the different sides to the Chakira. Maybe the Ramah holds like this and the Ramah holds like that. I'm not against the learning be even, but then it's learning to understand and to know and to remember. And then I know, I know the Sugyas I've learned. But learning to get confused and learning not to remember is not, is means I'm coming at just a bigger Amorit. I'll take it a step further. It doesn't just apply to the technique of learning. It applies to the way people learn. Because if my intention of learning was to know what I'm learning, so I think that the most logical first thing is read the text. See what it says. Afterwards, we can debate it. Afterwards, we can ask questions and try to answer those questions. But first, see what it says. I want to know what the Gemara said before I get into discussion about it. But if the point of learning is just to argue and just to discuss and just to hone my skills of learning, as they say, so then the Gemara is really just a springboard for a topic. So I don't really have to know what the Gemara said. It just says enough that I can now, I have something to debate. I have something to discuss. And what's the Gemara's own opinion? Well, I never got that far. I remember once when I was a Bachistel, this was a long time ago in Kultaira. So one day one of the Shashivas came into Bess Medrash, it all worked up. And he called over the older Bachar. And he says, I want to make a mecha. And he says, I've just been testing boys from Yeshiva Ketanah who want to come to the Yeshiva next year. He said, today I had 20 boys from a very good Yeshiva Ketanah. And they all came to be tested. To get, they all applied and came to be tested to go into Yeshiva Ketanah. He said, so I asked them what, what sugi they had learned. I could test them on. 
And they'd learned in the Yeshiva Kitan, they learned the Sugya in Bav Metzia called Takva Kain. It's a very famous Sugya in the Yeshivas. It's a well known Machlakis Rishonim and a lot of different explanations of the Chronim how to explain it. So the Shosh Yeshiva said to us, he said, so he asked each of these 20 boys individually the same question in the Sugya. He said, and not a single one knew the answer. What was the question he asked them? They have 20 boys, not a single one knew the answer. So the question I asked them was, what was the story in the Gemara? That the Gemara brings the, the mission of Tokbar Kohen to prove. What happened? What was the case? And he said, not a single boy could tell him what happened in the Gemara. What was the story in the Gemara? Everyone knew the Londis, and everyone knew the Ruxais, and everybody knew Rip Shemin, but nobody knew the Gemara. And that just brings, again, that just emphasizes the same point. The starting point of learning has to be to know the Torah. And if the results of people's learning is that they don't know, and they don't clarify, and they don't remember, so maybe we're honing our skills, but to what end? So I'm just elaborating on what Rebbe Shachayim spoke about, Derech HaPilpul. We see something similar today. The second thing he speaks about is people who used to learn, you know, just learn Musa, and just learn Midas Farim. And he said, that's also not the Torah. Because people like that are really, just like the first group, for focusing just on honing their skills in learning, the second group are just working on perfecting their character in learning, by learning. Now, that's not a bad thing to do. Of course, there's a place and there's, a, there's an avoider in correcting one's medis or improving one's level. But that's not the point of Limeratera. And this is the side we said before. Besides the fact that if that's all a person knows, so then they're not going to know the Torah. They're just going to, they're really using the Torah as a self-help book to try and work on themselves. But in both of these two cases, the Hashkafe is wrong. Because both of them are utilizing the Torah to help the person. What we're going to say in the Shafa language, it's making the Torah the spade to dig with in order to achieve what I want to achieve. It's either providing me with intellectual stimulation, which will which will improve my ability to think and to, and to debate and to discuss, or it's providing me the framework which I can use to improve myself and to work on myself. But neither of those, neither of those uh, goals is for the Torah. It's just using the Torah for me. And therefore, Nefesh Chaim says there has to be more than that. And he says that the point of Torah is something else. And he says, I want to talk about what's called the Shema. What's called learning for the right reason. And now he comes to a third mistake people will make. That is, they thought the point of learning Torah isn't to improve my skills, isn't to improve my midas, but it's to connect to Hashem. And therefore, Torah should bring us to Dvekas. Dvekas is a feeling of connection. And they thought, therefore, that the way to learn is that I feel inspired, I feel connected when I learn. And if that's the point of learning, so feelings are temporary. A person doesn't always feel the same way. And therefore, the gamra is that the bad that that brought to was, if I feel it's not going, I'm learning, I don't feel Dvekas, and I'm just wasting my time. Because the whole point of learning is to feel Dvekas. And they'll think that learning without it is Loshim to Eros Chas And therefore, Lazos, Kashiroi Matzman, Sha'ani, Bumhole Chazos, and Madrego, 
when they don't feel that they're being successful in connecting to Dvekas through their learning, the result's going to be Shedi Modem Bedvekas Tmidi and Nayat Khil Kalilmut. They're not going to learn. Today is not the day. Uh, I'm not going to feel Dvekas today. And what that's going to happen, Valkan Tafuk Tarah Hatsushodam. If learning Torah is left up to when people are in the mood, or when people feel inspired to learn, so then there'll be lots of times when no one's learning. And that's also a tragedy. Now on this last point, we need to explain something, because this is coming from a bigger difference of opinion between the Nefesh Chaim and other story. And that is, when we talk about Dvekus connection, what does Dvekus really mean? In what way is a person connecting? And here there was a big discussion, that there is a two differences of opinion. The one opinion was that Tveikus means emotional connection. And let me explain that. Obviously we understand to connect to Hashem can't mean physically. It can't be close or more distant to Hashem physically because Hashem is not a physical entity. And therefore connection on a physical level doesn't apply to Hashem. And therefore in what way do we connect to Hashem? There were those who said the connection to Hashem means an emotional connection. A person can feel and a person can feel more connected. He can feel more avo, he can feel more yira, he can feel more of a feeling of connection. And that's the way a person is meant to connect to Hashem. And when the Gemara talks about what's the way to get to Dvekos, and the Gemara says to act like Hashem acts, or to connect to Tamil Chachamim, so one could explain it in an emotional way, which means that the Tamil Chachim broadens my horizons, that I understand what it means, a person who's become great through Torah, and by feeling connected to him, so then by definition I'm feeling more connected to the Torah and to Hashem as well. And similarly, if I would act like Hashem acts, then I'm going to feel similar to how he feels. I always say this, that when we talk about Kaddish Baruch as a father, so if we think of ourselves as children, we can relate to Hashem as children relate to a physical father, so we relate to Hashem in a similar capacity. But when we get to the stage when we ourselves are fathers and we have children, now we understand in a completely different sense what it means to relate to Hashem as a father. Because now we're in that role as well. And therefore we understand much better what it means to be a father. And therefore, a father can relate to HaKadosh Baruch Hu as a vino much better than a child can. Because the child is looking at it from the other perspective of relating to a father. Whereas a parent looking at it from the perspective of I know what it means to feel like a father, and therefore I can relate to Hashem better. And if that's the case, so then if they said that the point of Advaikos is to create an emotional connection to Hashem, they took it to the next step. And that is, learning Torah is meant to do that. Learning Torah is meant to create that connection the person feels connected to Hashem when he learns. And then that's the point of Torah. And once again, if Shechem is going to say the same thing. If learning Torah is just to provide Advaikos, so he's going to say himself in the next parrot, and a person is to him all day. A person feels very connected when he says, It's just, I'm just using it to inspire the Dvekos to say the words which make a person feel more connected. There's no reason to learn the whole Torah for that. There's no reason to get involved in sugas of what's honest and dishonest and what's kosher and what's treif and all the technicalities of Allah if I'm trying to feel Dvekos. And, therefore, knowledge of Torah isn't going to come from a feeling of Dvekus. And secondly, once again, it's using the Torah for some other means. I'm learning Torah in order to achieve something else. And that's not the right reason to learn. That's not called Lishma. 
It might be for a good purpose, but it's not Lishma. And therefore, what's the other option which Nefesh Achaim holds up? And he's going to explain. And that is a, that the way to connect to Hashem, again, it can't be physically, but he says it's not meant to be emotionally either. It doesn't mean that there isn't a mockum for emotion in relating to Hashem. But Tveikos comes on a different level. And that is, Tveikos comes from connecting to HaKadosh Baruch Hu intellectually. Which means, the more I understand HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the more I can relate to Him. And therefore we are given the Torah as a way of being able to understand Chachmas Hashem. Understanding the, the wisdom of Hashem, because the more we understand Hashem, so to speak, or the way that Hashem's Chachma works, so the more we can relate to Him, the more we can understand, we can connect to Him. And that's a, in a way even a deeper form of connection. Connection in a way which we can not just feel connected, but we can understand a similar way. We think similarly. That's a higher form of connection. And if that's the case, then what the Torah can do is the Torah is meant to bring a person to be able to understand Hashem more. Because at the end of the day, learning Torah is learning Hashem's Chachma. And, and the more we understand in Torah, so the more we can appreciate Hashem's Chachma. And now here it goes beyond that. And that is, the more one knows so the greater a person's understanding of Hashem's Chachma is. If a person only knows one thing, they only know in one area, so to speak, how Hashem, what Hashem's Chachma is. Hashem wants us to think. But if we know in many areas, in many fields, the Torah, then it means we know HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Chachma in many, in many areas. And therefore, learning Torah, to know the Torah, is really learning Torah to understand more of Hashem's Chachma. But if that's the case, so then the, the way to learn is going to be the more we know. Because the more we know, the more we understand, and really Torah all connects. So the more we see of the bigger picture of understanding how everything puts into place, the more understanding there is of Hashem's, uh, the entirety of Hashem's Chachma. And that's not limited to one branch of Torah only. If we know more Torah in Halacha, and we know more Torah in Machshava, we know more Torah in Midrash, and more Torah in Kabbalah, it all combines because it all adds to the kaleidoscope of our understanding of Hashem's Chachma together. And therefore the focus of learning is to know more Torah. And then again, the depth of how we know Torah also adds to our Torah knowledge. But if that's the case, the point of knowing is, the point of learning is the result of the learning itself. Is the result of the learning itself. And yes, by analyzing our learning, and we were, we're going to come out maybe with a more refined way of processing information. And yes, like I said at the beginning, that Torah itself can bring a person to a higher level and to more of a connection. But all those things are secondary. The main point of learning Torah is the knowledge of the Torah. And first it's going to therefore define the way we learn. Because we're learning in order to know the Torah. And as a result of that, we're also going to gain the benefits of the feeling of connection or the benefits of how the Torah is going to improve us like we're going to talk about. That's not primary. And therefore he says, The person learns Torah correctly. So then the greatness of the Torah is going to affect him and develop him too, make him greater too. And therefore, 
the first point is going to be the point of learning, like it's going to explain to us, is to learn, is to know the Torah. We're not using it as a means to refine ourselves, our skills, or our medicine. It's to know the Torah. That brings us closer to HaKadosh Baruch. And at the same time, it has an effect on our skills and our medicine as well. And therefore, it's two changes. The one, number one is in the mindset of learning. And number two is in the results of the learning. The mindset of learning is that we want to know Hashem, we want to know as much Torah as we can. And know it means know it well, and know it clearly, and remember it. And number two is the way we're going to learn. Because then that becomes the goal of what we're trying to achieve in our learning. If we said before that one can, the litmus test of learning is does a person enjoy the learning? So this is also a chazal. Gemara says, what does it mean the Pasuk Simcha Le'ish that a person feels Simcha, satisfaction in his learning when he, with his answers of his mouth? When a person knows something, he's clear on it. You can ask him questions and he has the answer ready. Then he feels the satisfaction, I've learned, I've gained something. And therefore it's not just a different approach to why we learn, it's a different approach of how to learn. And primarily it's a different approach of what the result or the end point of learning is going to be. And that's what the Nefesh HaChaim is going to explain to us. He says he's going to bring a number of Chazals. The greatness of the Torah, the greatness of learning Torah, the great reward for learning Torah. And he's going to bring all these things. Most of them are well known. And the reason is, To inspire people to learn the Torah. But like we said, the Nevesh Chaim is not just going to give a compendium of, of quotations about the Torah. He's building something. He's going to try and prove from all the Makaris he's bringing that what the Torah can achieve, but what's the way to, to access that Torah which can have that effect. And that's what we want to learn from this parak. Besides appreciating the greatness of Torah, but also appreciating the importance of learning the Torah the right way. Because that's the way that a person gets to experience that greatness. Well, that's the way that a person gets to connect to that, that greatness influences him as a person as well.